This is, um, we're at the Gateway Arts Gallery, and we're also part, uh, host of the Low Bros History Podcast. Yep. So these are our dad's paintings. Paintings of Wild West figures we have here. Yeah, so. Uh, and we're just going to go through them for about 30 seconds to a minute, give you some yeah. fun facts, you know, behind it, give you guys context. And yeah. uh, so that way, you know, yeah. when you're looking at the paintings, you can kind of understand a little bit of the backstory of some of these people that have kind of turned into you know like some iconic wild west figures yeah larger than life bigger than myth yeah. and the mythos surrounding them and yeah yeah so without further ado let's without go. further ado let's so jump into it so this is um jesse james mm-hmm. so we've talked about jesse james for a while on the podcast uh, we've never actually published an episode on him but he has a really crazy story um you know his he's from missouri mm-hmm. his uh you know, ancestors fought in the uh, Civil War for the Confederate Army. For the Confederacy, yeah. So, you know, after the Civil War, obviously a lot of people in the South were very bitter about, you know, Jesse James definitely felt it because he, you know, came back to his family farm and it was destroyed. So... By Union soldiers. By Union soldiers. So in his... his family was actually homeless after the war. Yeah. Because, I mean, the the entire South was in shambles Mm -hmm. and... You know, Jesse James is an interesting guy because for a lot of the time, you people thought that he was a hero. People yeah, like thought a Robin he was a Hood figure. Yeah, people thought he was kind of like a Robin Hood figure. There's a story of, um, you know, him stay, him and his gang staying at a... Some, a a stay, widow's, on a widow's ranch. Yeah. And uh, they're having breakfast, and they're all around the table. And they kind of notice that she's like distraught you know something on her mind you know right so they ask her what's going on you know what's the story and she told them that the bank was going to foreclose on the ranch and you know because her husband had a massive debt and that they were going to foreclose on it because she didn't have enough money and she goes off uh, into the kitchen and you know they decide that they are going to leave Jesse James and his gang are going to leave but uh and but when they left they had uh given her some money yeah to buy back the ranch and get right. it off of foreclosure from the bank right. and that's kind of like one of those stories that you hear about that he just really you know yeah, devil may care right. type attitude right right so so he was actually um Ironically enough, shot in the back of the head while he was hanging a painting. Yeah. So <laughs> Robert Ford, uh, is the, there's a movie with Brad Pitt called, what, yeah. what's it called? The Jesse James and the, and coward, the coward Robert, Robert Ford. Ford. <laughs> like, so Robert Ford became 
like this coward because back then when you shoot some you back then when you have a duel you shoot somebody square in the face and you look them in the eye yeah and robert ford and you know it was very cowardly to go into someone's house when they're not even looking yeah. and shoot them in the back of the head so yeah. that's jesse james and yeah. also he was involved in uh, one of the first bank robberies in the united states right I forgot to mention contrary that. to what you might think back then nobody had ever even attempted to rob a bank before and back then banks didn't have security like right. at all they didn't right. have a security guard he just went in they kind of you know so robin, <laughs> a lot of trust yeah. back then a lot of trust <laughs> robbing banks before it was cool yeah. yeah so also robbed a lot of trains and you know yeah robbed a lot of trains there's there's just a lot of stories he's just a really interesting guy because there's just a lot of stories about yeah and as we go through you're gonna figure out all these guys are really colorful characters yeah colorful like the paintings too but yeah. like <laughs> also he just no like intended. the confederate dollar after the civil war was basically worthless yeah so and jesse james would target union banks mm -hmm. to uh, rob them yeah and so because the southern economy had been completely destroyed mm -hmm. but but he also had a tendency to be a uh a bit of a serial killer he, right he i mean he was like a mass murderer i mean i'm not trying to paint yeah. him in a i mean there was I mean, there was, was a, there was a story uh they were robbing a bank and the clerk or he had seen somebody in the bank that he thought was in the union army right. and just in cold blood shot him yeah because he had like a union out, badge or something yeah like something that. like that and or he thought he recognized him right shot him in cold blood but it turns out he was just a grocery clerk in the town so and yeah. didn't even serve in the war yeah so so yeah crazy guy crazy check guy. him out but moving on, <laughs> moving on to so, more more of the lawful side yeah more of the lawful side he was a wider so, yeah so this is wider um played by kurt russell and to in the movie tombstone, tombstone classic classic <laughs> classic one with the mustache but um he started out uh in dodge city right uh, as a lawman and really turned things around there because it was a lot of the cattle cowboys would yeah. come through the town and just completely get drunk and just get shoot, drunk, up shoot up the place and he actually was very um very ahead of his time mm -hmm. when it came to gun laws and yeah he enacted the first gun laws in the united right. states first gun laws in the united states and he knew the effect of alcohol on people yeah. so he prohibited public intoxication because you know when you put and i mean that solved pretty much nine times out yeah. of ten the problems in the city because you know you mix alcohol and guns and he was very the wild west he was also a very hard-nosed no-nonsense guy uh, he also he invented the uh, the pistol whip, which taking the butt of your gun, and whacking somebody over the head with it. Back then, it was known as buffaloing. Buffaloing, <laughs> you know. So if you were drunk on the street, he would just walk up and just hit you in the back of the head and drag you off to jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically how it was. But no nonsense, and a lot of people appreciated that. They felt safe. Um, but it helped uh, the economy. Yeah, overall, helped the economy. In the city, because people wanted to come in because. He mm -hmm. made it safe. Yeah. You know, so, but eventually he moves to Tombstone to, you know, try to escape. But what he called it, he always, no matter where he moved to, he always fell back into the profession of lawing, as he called it. Right. Right. Because so, he moved to Tombstone with aspirations with of being 
an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur buying up a saloon, having a couple of uh, mining claims. Yeah. But that didn't really work out. Yeah. And so, yeah. ended up being a lawman there too. Ended so, up being a lawman there involved too. Involved in uh, the famous feud between the Earps and the Clantons, which is described in yeah. the movie Tombstone. Yeah. And an interesting fact is, um, so he's trying. He's getting back into this profession, right? Yeah. So he's going to run for uh, sheriff of Cochise County. Yeah. Uh, in Tombstone, and uh, a lot of these cowboys, you know, back then cowboy was a draw. It was two two words, not one. Right. And it was derogatory. Yeah. You know, call somebody a cowboy. It was like basically calling them a thug. You know, yeah. not dim-witted. You know, not really. Yeah. Um, bright. And so he approaches Ike Clanton for information right. on a cowboy that he's hunting so that he can get, you know, yeah. a little bit of a, a bump in popularity. Right. But Ike Clanton was very nervous to even tell Wider anything because he could get killed himself. Very right. mafia-like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, well, that's what was kind of crazy learning about the cowboys is because they controlled a lot of territory and we're very they controlled all the ranches around right they were very mafia like yeah and they did some shady stuff they weren't necessarily the so he ends know. up telling him and you know he goes out and find whiter goes out and finds the guy but um ike still has this growing you know paranoia that white is going to tell the other cowboys about what he did and so then that tension leads up to the famous shootout at the OK Corral, which wasn't at the OK Corral. It was a lot across, across the, street. the street from the OK Corral. Yeah, and I think in about, like, what, like 30 seconds? Yeah. There it was were a 30-second gunfight. 30-second gunfight, like and everybody 56 was, shots or something like yeah, that. Yeah, everybody was injured, but yeah. uh, Wider was unscathed, and that kind of played a part of his mythos, his reputation. He was never injured or shot. Yeah, he's never shot. He lived to be like 85. He outlived all these guys. I mean, yeah. he, he outlived. There's a famous uh, quote that he has at the end um, of his life. He's writing his memoirs because he says, like, n you know, no one's alive right now who witnessed the event, so yeah. I can basically create my own story yeah. if I wanted to. And he actually, uh, John Wayne, uh, actually ended up meeting Wyatt Earp, and they had an interesting interaction. interaction. And John Wayne had claimed that a lot of the Wild West people that he played in his movies were based on Wyatt Earp. Yeah, and his um, personality. So, interesting yeah, fact. Yeah, very cool guy. So, wrap that up. <laughs> yeah, we'll wrap that up. Move on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on to Outlaw. So, another Outlaw, Billy yeah, the Kid. Billy the Kid. He's... Uh, a really f uh, born uh, William Bonney. Yeah, William Bonney. Uh, he actually wasn't even born out west. He was born in Hell's Kitchen, New York. Yeah, born in the city. Um, one of his first uh, attempts at a criminal life was he robbed a Chinese laundry. Yeah, petty and theft. Petty theft. He was orphaned as a child, and he eventually made his way out west to uh, New Mexico. Yeah. Oh. Lincoln County. Lincoln County. And he was, unbeknownst to him, was involved in what was known as the Lincoln County Wars. Yeah, and this... It was a feud. It was a feud that really started from the cold-blooded murder of John Tunstall, who was... Well, Wyatt, that, who was that was the, the, the peak. Yeah, well, yeah, it was the murder of John Tunstall, who was a mentor-slash-father figure. That He was a British aristocrat. Right. He owned a ranch and had a reputation for bringing in... Um, 
you know, what, what, what would be the term? Like orphans? Yeah, like orphans, people that didn't really like have. misfits. Misfits, you know. And Kara took them under his wing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he witnessed a lot of the corruption that was going yeah. on uh, with what they called the house. Yeah. And that's where the term the house gets it all because because they, they controlled everything. They controlled like the meat industry. Yes. Yeah. And so and they had the exclusive contract to sell to the fort. Yeah. But Robert Tunstall went against the grain and took a stand and wanted to sell his own cattle to the fort. And that's what put him in direct crosshairs. Yeah, and and Billy the Kid truly was a kid. Uh, I mean, he was very young when he got involved in... He died at 21. Died at 21, claimed that... Claimed that he killed... Killed uh, 21 21 people people for every year of his life. It seemed like... But he was only... It's only ever known that he was involved in nine murders, not 21. Right. So it seemed... There's some evidence to kind of believe that he was a cocky kid who really tried to puff up a lot of his mythos and Mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of the common themes with some of these guys is it's hard to determine what was real and what was not real because you know somebody will say something like I saw blah 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 shoot blah 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 and well it's also like back then you know like there's no video wanted to get it if you wanted to get a drink you know yeah I'll tell you about Billy the Kid you know buy me a shot you know right right. that's kind of how it went yeah so embellished a lot uh fluent in spanish um right learned a lot of being a cowboy from uh mexico. mexican ranchers um everything that we know about a cowboy you know lassoing hog tying right that all came horseback right that all came from right. mexican cowboys exactly. working on ranches uh he was eventually hunted down and uh shot by pat garrett right and there's a movie on that too. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, some of the movies are not 100% accurate, but they do show the characters, the characters and somewhat of a they depiction were. of Pat Garrett hunting down. Some people um, believe that he didn't die, that Pat Garrett actually shot the wrong person. Yeah, somebody claimed to have seen Billy the Kid later, yeah. years after. Yeah. Um, in Texas, I think yeah. it was. It's pretty <laughs> And a guy claimed that he was Billy the Kid. And ironically, in a post office. Yeah. Something like that. And it's kind of weird because, like we were talking about before, somebody would be like, yeah. I mean, it could have been somebody like, like if you say, hey, you walk into a saloon, you're like, I'm Billy the Kid. Everybody's buying Everyone's going to, you know, flock to you. And, you know, because yeah. they were fam. I mean, these guys were like famous and yeah. really inspired a lot of, you know, we talk about all the movies that were made after them. A lot of the stuff we get about the Wild West really, I mean, the Wild West really influenced like pop culture and like you know they were kind of the celebrities like in a way uh golden age of hollywood he had almost 30 movies made about him yeah um depicting him as a bank robber but that's not true (laughs) he never robbed a bank or a train but uh yeah anyway cool guy moving on moving on so this is bat masterson lawman in dodge city yeah lawman in dodge city which you know we actually had the Mm -hmm. uh we are, we're actually fortunate enough to see, well, unfortunate, yeah. because a, we, went, we went to Dodge City, but we did a uh, diesel fuel mishap yeah. that landed us uh, in Dodge City on our way Hot to Sedona. Yeah. So we had to go stop at a, 
we had to go stop at a Toyota dealership and fix our car. And while we were fixing our car, we got to visit Dodge City. Mm-hmm. A lot different than how they put it in the movies. I mean, yeah. a couple hundred but years later. But back then, uh, he was partnered up with White Earp and served as one of yeah. his deputies. And then when he let, when White Earp left for Tombstone, he really did take over uh, as sheriff and became a, a real uh, lawman. And, and yeah, there's a lot of interesting things about him. Yeah, um, he was kind of the same as Wider, very you know, yeah, hard nosed. Um, but he would often help criminals that he liked. Right. So it wasn't really. Like so it was kind of like he wasn't really the necessarily the the good guy. Yeah. I mean, he wore a badge, but at the same time, he did help certain criminals yeah. on his own. And he, discretion. He always wanted to be referred to as Bat because his real name was Bartholomew, and yeah. he was always embarrassed about that. Yeah. So he insisted right. that people call him Bat. Um, yeah, very cool guy. Yeah, so very cool guy was eventually appointed a U.S. Marshal by yes, that's right, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, Theodore Roosevelt uh, and, uh, put him deputy of the U.S. Marshal's office yeah. in New York City. So you know, pretty cool guy. Yeah. So uh, you want to go on to... Yeah, and then we'll move on to Doc Holliday here. Here, you can stand over there. Yeah, I don't want to hit that cabinet. (laughs) So this is Doc Holliday, and, uh, you know, also ended up in Tombstone with Wyatt Earp. Mm -hmm. Good friend of Wyatt Earp. A lot of people thought that he moved out there uh, because he was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Um, The drier climate. drier climate, but uh, it's kind of more believable that because he had a hot temper and he had a quick trigger finger and that got him into a lot of trouble in Georgia so he kind of was basically running from the law in Georgia yeah he was a dentist he was a dentist doc so uh, him him and Wyatt Earp had an interesting it was it was an unlikely friendship which we've talked about before because Doc Holliday he's from Georgia and his family supported the Confederacy. And uh, White Earp is from Illinois. His family supported the Union. So back then, I mean, White Earp is a lawman. He's a gambler, yeah. a gunfighter. Like, like, I mean, the tensions between the North and the South after the Civil War really reflected a lot. And it followed, on, followed people, followed out, people west. out west because, I, you know, you remember uh, the movie Three Ten to Yuma. Yeah. So Christian Bale's character is like, I'll, I'll offer to hunt down or to take. Russell Crowe's character to the 310 train to Yuma mm-hmm. and the guy there he's like he, he's like I fought or the Christian Bale's character is like I fought in the Civil War I was the best sharpshooter in my in my regiment yeah and then the guy who's running up the operation is like would you fight for the north or the south and then he's like I fought for the north yeah but then that would have anyway but that, yeah that followed people out there right uh, to that um, he was uh, very famous for just walking into a saloon and yelling out to everybody there, please, for the love of God, somebody just shoot and kill me. Because his tuberculosis was progressing. and um, Yeah. But he was also involved in the gunfight at the OK Corral, um, but was injured. injured um, right. And then eventually joined uh, Wyatt Earp when his, brother, his youngest brother, Morgan, was uh, killed. So, yeah, but interesting guy. Also, he was in love with his cousin. Um, (laughs) Yeah, in the movie Tombstone, he's like, I was in love with my cousin. I think that's the reason why she ran off to become a nun. 
So, <laughs> and was that was that yeah, true? That was a, yeah, that was true. But they they had a correspondence with each other, uh, yeah. cool. a long time. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's, it. that's pretty much all the paintings at the uh, you know the Wild West series, and you know we hope you enjoyed. And uh, you know we're if you want to learn more, go to uh, Low Bro History Podcast. Uh, you can find it. You can find us anywhere: iTunes, Spotify. Yep. Um, yep, you just gotta look up the Lobers History Podcast, and then yeah. and you'll golden. find it. And also, you know, we hope we encourage you to, you know, even take a little bit more of a deeper dive into some of these really interesting guys that shaped the culture of the West at the time. So, anyway, yeah. without further ado, um, you know, I'm and Henry be sure to come by. You know, check yeah. it out. Yeah, here. come. Yeah, this is the uh, Gateway Arts Gallery in Cindy, Ohio, and uh, they got a lot of nice paintings up. So. Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening, and uh, I'm Henry Lowe, and I'm Jacob Lowe, and uh, we'll see you soon. See you soon.